Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another amazing episode of Just Browsing. Uh, today, along with Zach, we are joined by a special guest, someone I've known since I was five years old, and someone Zach will have to spend the rest of his life with. So We'll have to. You say it like we'll a bird. We'll have to spend the rest of his life with. But it was his choice, so... No it was my choice. Well, did she hold you at gunpoint? Just get to the intro oh, okay, so anyways... <laughs> We have a special guest. Her name is Taya. It is Zach's fiance. Hi uh, guys. So welcome, Taya. Welcome and to the Just Browsing Podcast, babe. Thanks, guys. You I'm know, we decided to, to bring her on today and to talk fantasy football mm-hmm. because of our lack of uh, ownership that wants to show up for these fantasy football <laughs> podcasts. Shots fired. We joined another. We had another owner join us. So. He's Welcome, Taya. And uh, yeah, I, I anticipate this being a very contentious discussion once no, we get no, no, to I'm, Matt I'm, and Taya's matchup. I'm taking shots fired at, at Zach and Brandon. No, I know, for not I know. Showing up. No, no I, shots have been fired yeah, yet no. at Taya. I got that, but I'm just saying when we when we get to cover your guys' game score, it's gonna get a little. Oh, heated, I, I, I literally bent over, <laughs> made the Grand Canyon my asshole again. So now multiply the Grand Canyon by two, and that's what my team tell, looks like. I won against Matt by a lot. So we'll just start right there. We're just going to dive right in, get okay, this over yeah, with. Let's do it. Because it's almost as painful as just talking about the actual NFL. And I will start since I won. So, first of all, Patrick Mahomes decided to score five touchdowns and got me 57 fantasy points. So that's number one. And number two, Russell Wilson also had five fan or I'm sorry, five touchdowns and had 52 fantasy points. So, Matt's sad. So, for those out there, the final score was 255 to 164. Her two quarterbacks scored 109 points. (laughs) Between two players. Between two players, 109 points. She would have lost 164 to 109 had she played two quarterbacks. (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome. You know what's kind of crazy is if you look at the rest of your lineup, babe, like... No one did anything. Outside of your quarterbacks... Your running backs and like two of your receivers, like no one else really did anything. Oh, but yeah, like that no. was enough that you just destroyed anyway. So like if yeah. the spread or if the scoring would have been spread out more evenly, you might have even scored more. Her, her top three people had a hundred and forty three points. Yeah, my top three, and, that, and that's combined, obviously. My top two people had fifty five, less than her top one and almost her second best player. Well, which as we discussed at the beginning. She clearly had the best quarterbacks. Oh yeah, in the it's fantasy not even close. League. Well, and that's the thing too is, so Mahomes goes for fifty-seven, Wilson goes for fifty-two, and then you look on her bench and you're like, okay, well, what would what would have happened had she started her backups? And then Aaron Rodgers has thirty, and Kirk Cousins has thirty-two. So you would have had sixty-two points off of your backup quarterbacks had you started those guys. Which, so. but think about that: sixty-two from the combined total, not a hundred and nine. <laughs> That would well, have brought the score down to 210 to 164. And I'd have been like, you know, it's I a lost more by 50, respectable, not yeah. 90. <laughs> 91 points. So, um, I knew it was, I mean, she was already kicking your ass going into the Monday night game, but I knew it was going to get even worse because I watched just, the, I, all I watched was the first half of the Chiefs and Ravens. And I texted her because she was going to work and I just texted her. And I'm like, well, it's halftime and Mahomes already has four touchdowns. So you're, I think you are you have a comfortable advantage tonight. So going into that game, I'm sitting there. I'm like, okay, you know, I'm down by like 45 points. Justin Tucker last week went for 29. I still have yeah. Mark Andrews and Mark Ingram. I'm like, I just need the Ravens offense. Yeah, because if the to, Ravens score a lot, then To you're, pop you're off right, for like 45 yeah. and Mark Andrews to have, you know, two touchdowns, 150 yards receiving. Mark 
Ingram to pop off. I'm sitting there like, I'm not t- too far out of it. I, you know, it was my dad's birthday, so I turn and I look at the TV and I see Mahomes throw a touchdown. I'm like, all right, it's just one, no big deal. <laughs> Eat my food, turn and look again. I'm like, okay, well, that wasn't the same play, so he's got two. And I'm like, look again. I'm like, well, Tucker has a field goal. so yeah and then i go wait they also have a touchdown it could have been a 75 yard mark andrews touchdown i look and i think it was like a 97 yard kickoff return for a touchdown i go "Mm -hmm." oh yeah yeah justin tucker got an extra point (laughs) (laughs) i know going into monday i was like i don't have that much of a lead like obviously i know patrick mahomes is gonna score a bunch of points but i never once thought he would score 57 points so, and you had three people going into Monday, and I was like, ooh, that makes me a little nervous, because even if two of them go off... It was it was a very... And especially because they're Ravens, and the Ravens normally score a lot of points. It was, so. it was a long shot, but there was still the chance to... Yeah. It could have become it. like pretty close, like relatively close. Yeah. And but, then Patrick Mahomes happened, and Well, and, and it doesn't help when Mark Andrews has five, Mark Ingram has three, and I mean, Justin Tucker went for 15, which is you know about average for a kicker. Cool. Yeah. But, like, on Sunday, I'm sitting there and I'm watching everything. And I'm going, okay, you know, I'm watching the Cleveland game. And I'm like, all right, I just – Nick Chubb doesn't need to get this touch. Give it to Mark Hunt. You know, let him take control. You're at, like, the six-yard line. Chubb already has, like, 84 yards and a touchdown. I'm like, you know, you guys already won. I go back and click on that game. It was, like, 116 yards and two touchdowns. like, all right, well, (laughs) that just put a dagger in that that mood a little bit. But literally, like – Oh, and then Allen Robinson, another one. Until Nick Foles came in, he had like three catches for like 40 yards or something. And I'm like, all right, oh, that's doable. I go back, he has like nine catches for like 86 yards and a touchdown. And I'm like, the best decision they made was putting uh, Nick Foles in. I don't know why they haven't been starting Nick Foles this entire season. I mean, they're they're only paying him $30 million to sit on their their bench. Behind fucking Trubisky. That just seems like a weird move to me. Anyway. Anyway, Any other final thoughts? Babe, you want to do any more shit talking before we move on? No, I won't. Except well, for, <laughs> except for, the last episode you guys recorded, I do have to give you props, babe, for standing up for me. Matt. Oh, but the, the trade ever discussion. come after me like that ever again. Hey. It was you still need a quarterback. Anyways. No, I, I picked up Fitzmagic, so we're golden. Fitzmagic, the beard, dude. Okay. But... I will put this out there for everyone to listen. On my bench, injured was Michael Thomas, Julio Jones, Devonta Adams, and DJ Chark Jr. So I did have those hurting. four people on the bench, and Chris Carson got hurt later fourth quarter, but still could have gotten touches towards the end of that game to help run the clock out. Yeah. So I lost a lot of production. Your your team is, by, I think I feel like by the end of the season your team's going to look completely different than the team you drafted probably. I feel like all of our teams are going to look like that. I mean, half of my people are questionable. Half of the people on my bench are questionable. I mean, and then all the people that are already out, like on Matt yeah. and Brandon's team when and Dean, Dean's team. Yeah. I mean, Dean's they're all the same suffering. Yeah. So I guess we can move on real quick. Um, let's talk about speaking of Dean. I played Dean this week, and I had a very comfortable win, 265 to 216. And Dean is now 0-3. I'm 3-0. and And I'm not trying to, like, showboat or anything. I'm just saying these are facts. My team has now scored the most points in the league through the first three weeks. So I'm feeling comfortable about my team. I'm trying not to let it go to my head or anything because I'm 
really sitting over here crossing my fingers, hope I, hoping I don't get bit by the injury bug like the rest of basically anyone who plays fantasy. Because right now nope. I've like I've pretty much escaped. Like other than like Dallas Clark or not not Dallas Clark, Dallas Goddard got hurt this past Clark's week. Clark's back, <laughs> and that sucked because like he only had he I think he had like a catch. I had him in my other league too, and yeah, I looked so. and like yeah, he broke his fucking and, and like I have Garoppolo it. and he's hurt and stuff. But like other than that. Like no, no starters really that are that. Well, like, it's a bunch of inconsequential people. So your so. your long shots for me, you know, Seattle's always been a run heavy offense, except for in the fucking Super Bowl. We're not going to go there. I'm going to flip the table. People were going to get hurt. Please don't do that. Anyways, Tyler Lockett and uh, DK Metcalf, because Russell Wilson's thrown 14 touchdowns through three weeks. It's insane. And they've, I mean, I think one I game he threw 18. to five different people. No, I, think it's, I think it's 14. Well, it's yeah, 14 because yeah, yeah. he broke Mahomes' record. Yeah. Sorry. And, um, but Tyler Lockett is, I mean, he's, he's a good receiver, and so is Metcalf. Don't get me wrong. But there's such a run-heavy offense that usually, like, they don't get that. Like, usually Russell Wilson's more of, like, a 20 to 30 touchdown kind of guy. He's on pace for, like, 60 touchdowns. It's insane. And so, it's, they're all going to those two receivers. Yeah. So, you're getting yeah. graced by like, people sitting back going, well, he's a great quarterback. He's going to throw the yeah. ball, but it's not going to be for a lot of scores. And here he is, like, hmm. Like, I'm pretty sure they had three one-yard touchdown passes or something like yeah. last week or the well, week before. And, and Lockett is like seems to be his favorite target. And then his second favorite target is, is DK Metcalf. So well, he's I'm, such a mismatch against yeah. 90% so I'm, of cornerbacks. And, and Metcalf, I was showing her the replay because I think she missed it. He would have had two touchdowns, but he got the ball poked out of his hands, like crossing the goal line. <laughs> Trying to show it, it was It was a lackadaisical play. Yeah. I mean, so like he could have had he – had, he finished with 25 fantasy points. He could have had more. Well, and I think that would have been like a 40 or something yard. Yeah. So you would have gotten the bonuses – the yardage yeah. and well I think you still get the yardage and the catch point but you lose points because he fumbled yeah so um, but we've been kind of like mutually high-fiving every time we're watching Seahawks games when Russell Wilson's throwing five touchdowns because I'm like play each other. I'm like looking at it and I'm I like know. was that Lockett I'm like yes we were like fantasy points and it's like was that Metcalf yes fantasy points and we just like high-five because She's got Russell Wilson, and the dude's been just fucking on a whole other, like, otherworldly pace this, this first three He's a great season, quarterback. So. No one ever downplays that. It's just this isn't the kind of quarterback anyone sees coming yeah. from a Seattle offense. And, I mean, maybe they found a new offense. I think um, – I was telling my dad this the other night. He's reached an entirely new level in the last two years. Because last year he was on, like, an MVP caliber pace most of the year too. Yeah. And this year he seems to have picked up right where he left off. And I just think, you know, it doesn't seem like Russell Wilson is one of those guys who over the course of his career you've thought of as, like, being a top five quarterback in the league. I mean, he's always been good, but, like, not, like, one of the elite guys. And then this last couple of years it's like he's, t- he's taken his game to, a, like, an entirely new level. Well, and I think, too, like, a big thing – they view they really haven't had like good offensive weapons for him. Yeah, they haven't really. And now they do, and yeah. it's showing that he is that top tier quarterback. Yeah. And well, I think what impressed me the most was I think in game <coughs> two, again another game where he had five touchdowns, as he threw it to like five. It, different I think it was five receivers. different receivers. That's fuck. You never see that. That's like impressive. if a guy has five touchdowns, a lot of times it's like three of them is to one guy or something, right. you know. But like to just spread it out to five different receivers for your five touchdowns is crazy. So anyway, I'm happy with how my fantasy team's looking through the first three weeks. I'm starting off three and zero, so let's, I'm hoping we can keep the train moving. But well, you're three and zero, and then we had a battle of defeated. No, we had a battle of an zero and two and a one and one team, and uh, 
Juice Squad. I think that's a Darien, right? Or is Not that Stevens? Brand, that's Stevens. So Stevens got on the board with his first win of the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he beat Zach 246 to 204. The other Zach, obviously not this one. Mm-hmm. And then to just round out our fantasy, uh, Brandon is 3-0 and despite hating his team before even drafting <laughs> it, uh, beating out a Darian 241 to 220. So in his standings right now, it's uh, not that it matters because all eight of us make the playoffs. It's just seating-wise. seating for playoffs, yeah. But um, if my computer would ever load, because technology. Should I try and pull it up? So I, I just got it. Okay. So in, in the East, we have Zach at 3-0, Taya at 2-1, and I'm at 1-2, and and Dean's at 0-3. And, and in the other, in the West, we have Brandon, who's 3-0, and and then Zach, Stevens, and Adarian are all 1-2. and Yep. So, I mean – it's fantasy. Like Zach and I touched on, I don't know if it was the first episode or the second one, we've only had one team who's been the number one ranked team win it all, and that was last year. And that was last Darian. year, yeah. And it was literally because his team was built on auto-draft by us not drafting players because of contract issues. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. Because he had like two or three guys last year where we weren't even sure if they were going to play at all. He had Elliot. Or if they were going to play, we thought they were going to miss like half the season. And then right. Fuck all of us because they came back like two weeks into the season. They just started dicking everyone. He had so. Ezekiel Elliott, and then he had and he got him in like the fifth round. Yeah, because we all thought he wasn't going to play. Yeah, so, <laughs> so none of us draft, and yeah. he pops off. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure it was like three days after our draft. They're like, "Yeah, Elliott signed his contract or whatever," <laughs> yeah, and we're, we're all sitting there like, "We all collectively what? saw that." And we're like, "Well, great." And then yeah, he had someone else. I can't remember that he got super late that none of us thought we we're gonna was yeah. gonna play. And it's it's um, very encouraging this year though that he's off to a one and two start and he's like the sixth ranked team in the standings because he dominated last year. So I'm I'm very happy that like when you see a Darian's name come up on the schedule, you're not like fuck. Here we go. I'm just happy that week one I won a game um, because. So who'd you beat week one? I beat Dean. Oh, you beat I, Dean, okay. and I smoked him. Yeah. I was the second highest scoring team behind you, and then my whole team goes. I'm hurt, and I'm like, great, I'm just fucked. My whole team's fucked. I and then even... I beat you week two, and then Ty beat, beat me. So now I play Brandon, who's also 3-0 and this week. Oh, yeah, now you got a tough matchup again this week. And with the Titans, you know, let's move into the actual NFL part of it. With the Titans-Steelers possibly being moved to Tuesday. Yeah, so that's going to be weird. That's going to be so weird. So, yeah, because as of right now, we don't know how that's going to look. If, like, like, let's say for scenario's sake that game gets moved from Sunday to Tuesday night or something. Right. So for fantasy, obviously anyone out there who's listening who plays fantasy knows that after the Monday night games, Tuesday morning, everything's finalized. The, the scores are final. The standings, everything goes into effect. So you, you gotta, go you gotta, to the waiver wire. You can go to the waiver wires now. Like Everything's now open, and then you got to get that all done before like Thursday night's games and then all that kind of stuff. But if a game is happening on Tuesday night and say – we're like me and Taya are playing and I have Pittsburgh Steelers and she has Tennessee Titans players. Does the fantasy scoring just hold off before it finalizes until that game finishes or does it just finish like it normally does Tuesday morning? And then we just don't get those points. Like everyone who's on our lineup from those two teams scores zero. Like, I don't know how that's going to work. Or did those well, points go to like the next week or something like that? Right. And like, I don't know what the fuck they're going to do. I, I don't think this has ever happened. I don't know. I don't think this has ever happened. And, I mean, I would, like I, would, I would have to think that it's still going to fall under a week four game because, you know, 
Zach brought up in the the other Zach, not this Zach, brought up in the group chat that what about the bye week? But if they don't have the same bye week, it would never work. Yeah. And you can't extend the season by an extra week just for one game. At so this point, they might have to. Post, but if you postpone one game, like, I mean, it's three players. Again, I don't, to not get political, I'm not downplaying the severity of the virus, but it's three players and five staff members. Quarantine them, act like they're injured, bring new people in from the practice squad, make sure there's no more positive tests, play the game. Yeah. Which I think is probably what they're going to do, but we just don't know when that's going to happen, you know, because they're, they're already saying it's most likely not going to happen on Sunday. So does that mean they're going to just push it to Monday night and have like a doubleheader Monday night or something like they did at the beginning of the season? Or if too. that doesn't fall within enough days for those people to have been quarantined and for them to finish all their testing or whatever it is they need to do, are they going to push it to Tuesday night? Or are they just going to say, fuck it, we're rescheduling this game until like the end of the season or something? Like... Because I feel like that happens in baseball and basketball and stuff like that. Anytime right. something weird but, like this happens, but that's, be like we'll just play it later. That's easier to reschedule in those sports, you know. Because like, you know, the NHL bubble, the NBA bubble, and MLB. MLB they play every day. Yeah, they they have one or two days off, and two yeah. days would be like, whoa, you have a big break. Yeah. Uh, NBA and, and NHL they usually have a day off between games. Yeah. The NFL you take a full week off. So it's not like you can postpone and be like, oh, we'll just throw it on to the end of, of this know, week or whatever. You know, like yeah. the MLB, the Rockies, or, you know, if, if there's a rain out, you know, and it gets postponed, they can just throw it on to the next time they play Arizona. Yeah, play four games instead of three. Or right. Whatever, yeah. And the NBA, they could be like, okay, we're just going to throw it in. They both have this day off or whatever. We're going to throw it in there. Same with the NHL. The NFL, there's one bye week for each team, and it doesn't line up. So yeah. if it doesn't fall in the same bye week... I don't know if you can because think about this: the, Pittsburgh and Tennessee should both be in the playoffs. Yeah, because they're both off to a good start. Like, so if you push Pittsburgh's that to the very end of the season, you're giving every other playoff team a full week of rest. Yeah, because it wouldn't be fair to make because it'd be like before the playoffs started, right? And it wouldn't be fair. I mean, besides the NFC teams, unless they they played early, but then the AFC gets a full week off. So it's it's not fair either way to give all the other playoff teams a full week. And then these two guys are like, yeah, we're in the playoffs, but we have to play this makeup game. And then we go straight into a playoff game where these guys are coming off of full, you know, two yeah. weeks rest per it's, se. So it's, it's funny. I think our main concern is fantasy. like the fantasy impact, which is like not the concern we should be having for this situation, but it just is like, that's on the forefront of my mind is like, What's going to happen well, with fantasy-wise for this? Because it seems like to me the the easiest thing to do, but I don't know how they would like implement this, would just be for like ESPN Fantasy and NFL Network Fantasy and wherever anyone else plays fantasy football to just go, we're not finalizing any scores until after that game is played. It's going to be encapsulated into the week four scoring. Well, yeah, it, it's, and just be like, now everything's just pushed a day later into the week, so you guys will have to check your final scores Wednesday morning instead of Tuesday morning, and the waiver wires won't open up until Wednesday morning or, instead of Tuesday morning. But like, the thing is, is it, you would have to cancel the waiver wire because there's Thursday games, so Wednesday right. is usually the open period where you can just... Yeah. So, or they'd have to cut the waiver wire to be a 12-hour window that as soon yeah. as the Tuesday night game were to end, you have 12 hours to put your waiver wire claims yeah. in, and then the rest but to of me, that, like, the other day... That's like how else would you do it? Otherwise, you're just fucking everyone who has Tennessee Titans and Pittsburgh Steelers players out of that squad. Well, I mean, if, you know? if my starters don't play and this game doesn't play, 
Chris Carson, Derrick Henry, Julio Jones, Devontae Adams, and Michael Thomas, who are my top five picks, will not play this week. Yeah. And you're so you're definitely fucked. <laughs> and I'm not dropping Yeah, you're not gonna drop Derrick Henry. Yeah. yeah. So I'm just gonna play my defense, which is the Broncos <laughs> tomorrow, and see what happens. Brandon, have fun with your fourth straight win. Well, should we run through the NFL scores and recap some stuff from last week? Last weekend? Yeah, might as well. All right. I'll, I'll just run through them real quick, and then we can all talk about like what some of our favorite games were. And Babe, I want to get your thoughts. You've been quiet. Okay. I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The Thursday night game last week was Dolphins and Jaguars. The Dolphins won 31-13. to um, On Sunday, our beloved Broncos lost 28-10 to in a sorry-ass performance. Uh, the Bears lost to the Falcons 30-26. to the Bills lost to the Rams in a crazy game, 35-32. to I'll touch on that one in a second. The Browns beat the Washington football team, 34-20. to The Titans beat the Vikings in a really close game, 31-30. to uh, Babes' Patriots won their game against the Raiders, 36-20. to uh, The 49ers pretty much kicked the shit out of the Giants, 36-9. to The Bengals and the Eagles tied in the most bullshit game I've seen in a long time. The you Steelers. Know, to touch on that real quick. Okay, yeah. Because yeah. you said, what about a dumpster fire the Broncos Jets is about to be? The Bengals. I don't remember the last time they were in the playoffs against the Eagles, who a lot of people might have picked to finish first or second in the yeah. NFC East. Yeah. Tied. <laughs> for Cincinnati, for Cincinnati, that's a win, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. They yeah. played, you know, Joe Burrow's playing phenomenal. Yeah. But you're the Eagles. Dude, it was... And, it like, and you tie Cincinnati? I didn't... That is a dumpster yeah, fire of a game. It's a dumpster fire. And I would rather watch we'll, the Jets-Broncos. We'll, we'll, we'll cycle back to that in a second, but I think we were watching... Didn't they cut to the extra coverage after the Patriots game? Isn't that how yes. we saw the end of that? So the Patriots game ends. They, they cut to extra coverage of Eagles-Bengals because it's in overtime. And we're sitting there, and it's the start of overtime. You know, They give them a full, quarter worth, full quarter's worth of time, and I'm like... How much you want to bet these two teams tie? Like, we literally said that to each other. Like, oh, they'll tie. They'll tie. And sure enough, we watched the entire fourth quarter, and there's just opportunity after opportunity after opportunity that they fucking squander. And just the way that game ended, like, it was just such a – it was just like the Eagles just gave up. They're like, fuck it. We'll tie. Whatever. Well, and that's like everything I'm. It was I've so read. sad, They're, dude. They so were just – didn't care. And I'm like, well – if you don't care against the Bengals, you're not going to care when the game is mad. Yeah. That's why literally I texted you guys afterwards and I was like, that was one of the most like embarrassing, just thrown in the towel performances I've ever seen by an NFL football team. It was just, I was like, this is I mean, fucking. Which is such crap because you can, you have a whole nother quarter yeah. to show what you're made of, if you will. And neither one of them used that yeah. opportunity and it just it ends in a tie like no one I mean, wants to see a tie well, in the nfl it's and, such bullshit and that's the thing i was about to say in my opinion i'd rather lose my 50 points than tie tying yes. is the most frustrating now, i feel like that's got to be the most frustrating now going ever. into the playoffs having a tie can help you because right. of win percentage but if you're the eagles and you tie cincinnati that's not good if i was the nfl I'd be like i don't want the eagles in the playoffs yeah I don't care about their win percentage. They tied Cincinnati. Of course, they also lost to the Washington football team. I mean, who knows? Maybe the Eagles can really turn it around and the rest of the year look really good. But they're sure not looking very good. We're not. They lost to Washington football team and tied Cincinnati. I was going to say the same thing. I was like, "Eh, it's not great. I don't know. So uh, just moving on real quick to recap the scores, and then we'll go back and talk about some of those games. The Steelers won again. They're 3-0. They beat the Texans 28-21, which is 0-3 start for the Texans is surprising to me. (laughs) 
Um, the Colts beat the sorry ass Jets thirty six to seven. Um, the Panthers beat the Chargers twenty one to sixteen. The Lions beat the Cardinals by three twenty six to twenty three. The Seahawks beat the Cowboys in a very exciting game thirty eight to thirty one. In the Sunday night game, Packers beat the Saints thirty seven to thirty. And then last or not last night, Monday night, the Chiefs um, beat the Ravens thirty four to twenty in the game that we were all just discussing, where Mahomes went off for five touchdowns. So. What were your guys' favorite games to watch this weekend? Well, was, I mean, was some of the memorable stuff. An, another, it was mem- not the Broncos. Game another memorable. <laughs> it's one to forget. <laughs> so, a game that I, of course, had interest in because they were winning again and blew a lead again was the Atlanta Falcons. Oh, wow, we were just I, talking I'm, about that. I'm going to just follow them the rest of the year. They were leading yet again. The Bears were like, "Hey, Nick." We need you to bring us back. Nick Foles comes in, throws like 183 yards, three touchdowns and a pick, and leads the Bears on a comeback win against the Falcons, who yet again, I'm pretty sure they are winning into the fourth quarter, if I'm if I'm not mistaken. You're and probably they, right. They find a way. Oh yeah, so the fourth quarter. Oh yeah, they got outscored the Bear, twenty to zero. Twenty to the zero fourth. in the fourth quarter. So they they, they were up uh, 26-10 entering the fourth quarter. Yeah. And uh, they gave up 20 straight points. Yeah. Yet again, the Falcons find a way to lose games. And they just I'm, cannot hold that lead. I'm going to look it up, too, while we're talking about it and see what that Cowboys one was <coughs> in. Was that week two or week that one? Was, that was week two. Week two. Yeah. It was 40-39. Yeah. Oh, to week 39, They lost 40-39, to 39, and I want to see what I think the Cowboys scored by. 25 or something. Oh, my gosh. That game was crazy. They started off crazy. in the first quarter. Atlanta was up 20-0. to zero. <laughs> Then it was 29-10. to 10. And then Dallas scored 14, outscored them 14 to nothing in the third quarter, and then outscored them 16 to 10 in the fourth quarter to come back and win by one point. Cannot. We were watching it. it. We were at the bar watching, and um, it was on in the background. It was one of those background games. And so we kind of just kept looking over there, and we're like, man, Dallas is like creeping back. Like they're coming back in this game. And then we'd like watch something else, and we'd come back over to it, and we're like, Man, Dallas is like really coming back. And then pretty soon it was like, they fucking won the game. I don't know how they pulled it off. but The same way this week. Okay, the Falcons are up. Okay, Falcons are going to beat the Bears. Okay. And you're like, no, they're not. You're like, oh, I, like, I just don't get it. Like, And you're a professional team. You shouldn't squander this big of leads. I mean, I don't know if you watched any college football this weekend. A, a little bit. <laughs> We watched some of Mississippi State and LSU. Texas Tech, I think they were up by 15 or 16 with three minutes and 15 seconds left in the fourth quarter. Texas came back to win in overtime. Oh, I saw the box score of it. I didn't see any of the... I'm sitting there going, three minutes and 15 yeah, seconds. That's you like, have to give up two touchdowns, and I believe it was at least one two-point conversion yeah. and then a, an extra point. And Texas did it, and I'm sitting there going, Texas Tech. <laughs> what are you doing? What yeah. are you doing? They only have three timeouts. They can't use them all in one possession. And, it, I mean, it's just people are finding ways to lose football games. Yeah. Well, the Falcons have literally developed a reputation now of giving up big leads. Because we all know what happened against the Patriots in the Super Bowl a couple of years back when they were up. What was it? Like, they were up by it, 25 it was, points or something. It was 24-3 or 28-3 at half. Yeah, that's what it was. And they fucking lost. <laughs> in overtime. <laughs> Didn't score another point the rest of the game. Mind blowing. Crazy. So like I don't know what it is about like that coaching staff and the <laughs> the like offensive schemes they run or what. Or if they just get lackadaisical on one side of the ball or the other, or maybe both. I don't know what the fuck's going on. But like that team is like the one team in the NFL you can point to of like 
oh, it's not a big deal if you're down a lot to the Falcons. Like, you can come back and win because they do it all the easily. time. Easily. <laughs> I mean, easily. Yeah. You only need a quarter. Yeah, a quarter. To come, come back and win. Yeah. I mean, if I was a coach, which hopefully one day I am, whether it's high school or not, I will be the coach that runs up and scores. I'm not, I'm not out here to be like, okay, we're up by 14. We're going to try and coast to the end of the game. I'm going to get up by 56 in the fourth quarter and sit there and be like, all right, we can get our second string in now because we won the game. It comes back to the Super Bowl. The second half, the Falcons did not run their offense like they did in the first half. Their offense was tearing the Patriots apart. I mean, it was, it was like, oh, this is long gone. The yeah. Falcons offense just going to run away with this. Second half, they come out, refuse to do anything similar. They're you know, like, you know why I know it was ball management. That was the <laughs> Taya was drunk. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you know why I know that was everyone's resounding opinion of what was going on in that game at halftime is because she just checked out. <laughs> I had no idea. I mean, I barely know what the end of the score. She the started. Final to, score were you was. drinking Crown Royal Regal Apple? Yes. She just went to work on a bottle of Crown Royal Regal Apple, and I like. She's just she over there not paying attention. Angry drunk, socializing, drinking. I mean, and I'm like, hey, babe, uh, your team's coming back. It's <laughs> like what? And then I was so gone by that point. I was like, oh, woohoo! I can't pay attention at this point. I'm too drunk. Well, I remember I was sitting at at the table because I was at your house watching that and I'm sitting there and I'm like, oh yeah, like, I'm not going to shit talk Ty. Game's not over yet. And it started happening and I was sitting there and just like... You could just see the tides turn. Oh my God. Oh my God. And I literally just sat in the chair and I'm pretty sure I ate like the whole thing of like chip and guac because I was just like, I'm fucking over this. But same with the Broncos. Yeah. Oh yeah. The Broncos in 2013 against the Seahawks. As soon as that snap went over Peyton's head, I was like, we lost. We fucking lost. We lost the game. It's over. We're fucked. And and my roommates at the time were like... Dude, it was the first play of the game. I'm like, we lost. Like, as soon as you give up a safety on the first snap yeah, of the that's fucking game. Not a great start. Yeah, we we lost. It's not what you want. And, you know, we all know what happened after that. Yeah. So, <laughs> speaking of blown leads, the Bills and the Rams. The um, yes. Bills had. Wait, wait, wait. Let me see. Let they were up 21 3 at half. Yeah. Okay. So, Bills um, come back and beat the Rams after blowing a 25 point lead. Well, Josh Allen is having an MVP caliber year. Dude, he is. He's blowing it up. He is lights out right now. And, I mean, it's – you know what? Watching the Bills play, I chose them to be the the AFC East champions at the the beginning of the season because Patriots lost Tom Brady. And and I want to bring another point up about that later. So don't let me forget about Tom Brady and – that Matt, stuff. You will okay. never forget about Tom. But um, the Bills have a legit defense, and this offense is putting points up like they're going to contend with anybody. Hasn't Josh Allen had like four touchdown passes in two weeks in a row now, or something like that? Like he's really playing well. Yeah, and he he's second in the league in passing yards with a thousand thirty-eight through three games. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, we all know he had an arm, but like, yeah, he had accuracy issues, and he didn't have a receiver. Now you have Stephon Diggs. <coughs> Excuse me, I'm dying yet again. And uh, John Brown was out, too. And mm-hmm. they're still finding ways to win. And he's winning with his legs, too. The dude's just an athletic yeah. freak. So um, The Rams, uh, just what a weird decline they've had since playing in the Super Bowl against the Patriots. Dude, it's like 90%. It's like the Broncos. Like 90% of their team just disappeared. Yeah. Gone. Poof. It's just weird. Like, you know, you see a team play in the Super Bowl, and you're expecting, like, oh, 
this is a team I'll be seeing around like playing really well in the playoffs for probably the next couple of seasons at least. And it's just not been the case. Like, Unless they lose good. like a Peyton Manning at quarterback. Right, right. You know, we, we didn't exceed like, to see the Broncos think, in the Super Bowl after right. we lost Peyton Manning. Right. But you would think like, yeah, this team's going to still be really good. And like they're 2-1 two and, two and one to start the year. That was their first loss. But they're just not as good as you would think they no. would be, you know, for playing in the Super Bowl, what, two seasons ago or something like that. So. Yeah. But speaking of two and one teams, that entire division's two and one. The Seahawks are two and one. The Rams are two and one. The Cardinals are two and one, and the Forty ers are two and one. At least I think the Seahawks are two and one. They might be three now. Well, let's look. I don't think they are. I think they're two and one. No, Seahawks are three and zero. Okay, they're three. So they're three and zero, and then the rest of the division's two and one, which is crazy to think that we have an entire division that is playing that well. Yeah. Well, it's like surprising too from the Bills. Like I, I personally just never expect the Bills to do very well. Me but. either. I always put them as going to lose, depending on who they're playing. But it's always a, it's always an L. Did you guys see that the everyone's all excited because the Browns are above five hundred for like the first time since twenty fourteen or something? And it's like, guys, we're fucking three games it's into the, the year. Browns. Like, take it easy. Like, <laughs> it's the Browns that. And they beat Washington. Like, who gives a fuck? You know. Yeah, but Washington beat the Eagles. Does that mean the Browns are <laughs> yeah. the Eagles? That's a good point. That's a good point. Still the Browns. They're trash. Poor, you know, poor Brandon's not here to defend his Eagles. Although I don't think he I don't, would be there's nothing them. to defend. Yeah. It's like defending the Broncos. Yeah. The only thing we can defend is. Our injuries. Yeah. I mean, we lost our first two games, you can argue, on bad coaching. And, you know, that's a legit argument. But then injuries, and then other than that, it's like, you guys just suck. Yeah, it's just... Should we touch on the Broncos? (laughs) Or do you not even want to talk about (laughs) them? No, let's touch on them, because we play tomorrow night. Yeah, okay. Let's touch on them real quick. So, I... And and I guess... (laughs) Babes will want to get in on this discussion a little bit, maybe because her her boy her boy Tomathan was having a pretty oh, good game. But Tomathan, um, the Buccaneers just came in and just worked the Broncos. I mean, it was like I was we were we had the game on, but I was not paying attention that much just because like I could tell how that game was going to go, and I'm like, if I watch and pay attention to every drive, I'm just going to get frustrated. So I kind of was like listening to it as I was doing other stuff, but. Our, dude, our offense is just so sorry. Oh, we've been is so just, bad. You, you can have a good quarterback. You can have all of these weapons downfield, but if you cannot protect your quarterback, exactly. you can't do anything. Yep. You can't do anything. And the Broncos just are in that boat. They yeah. have all of this stuff going on, but they don't have an O line to keep the plays alive. Yep, the and that combined with all the injuries too thus far. Yeah, I mean the injury bug. The injury bug on defense isn't helping us. Yeah, I mean Von Miller's out, AJ Bouye's out. Yeah, you know we just lost Jarrell Casey. Like, I think we could be the most injured team this year in terms of like severe injuries that are truly like having a, a hard impact on the team. Yeah, but at the same time, before we even start recording, you're a professional athlete. If you're the third-string quarterback, you're one of 96. You're a top 96 quarterback in the world. You should be able to go out and perform and do your job. I'm not saying it's going to be easy, and I'm not saying they're all going to show up and be Patrick Mahomes. But you should be out there. You should be able to hit your receivers in the hands. You should be able to make the right reads. It's, you know, it's your job. Like, so... I know it's hard, but it's your job. Yeah. You get paid Honestly, to do that. I thought Driscoll has looked 
actually pretty decent. When he came in for an injured Drew Locke again in the Pittsburgh game, and then for the time period he was in in the Buccaneers game, like he was doing a decent job. Like he's not like blown you away or anything. But like, given the circumstances, like I'm just happy with like don't throw picks. Like it, it, like possession football. Yeah, that's all I'm at. Like just be a game manager. Get us within field goal range and don't throw interceptions. But, that's literally like where my bar is at. But you for can't like do that when, like Taya said, if you don't have an O line, yeah. If we can't, as soon as him, he gets the ball, he looks yeah. to his right and there's like Ndamukong Suh. He looks yeah. to his left and there's Shaquille Barrett, and then he's like, "Well, I'm just gonna yeah. fall down because I don't want to get hit by these guys." Right. I mean, he was sacked I think six times in the game. Oh my gosh! Yeah. That, and and that was that was just okay. Driscoll. Yeah. I'm pretty sure uh, Rippin was sacked twice, and, and then a couple of them were. Dude, you gotta just throw the ball away. Like, right. hold get on to the ball rid too of long, it. But yeah, six total sacks. I, I wanted to. I should have looked this up before we started talking. But they flashed it up on the screen during that game, and I think they were saying, I want to say the Broncos are like the most, like the number one in the league, or like out of the top two ranked teams in the league of like most quarterback hits. Because they had a breakdown of like how many times a Broncos quarterback has been rushed. Hit, sacked, all that kind of stuff. And it was like we were like the number one or two ranked team in the entire league so far through three games. So it's like clearly, clearly the protection is a problem. Like the O-line is a problem. Well, and then look at rushing. We had 42 yards rushing. (laughs) 42 yards rushing. What is that? That's If you can't establish a run game. So so Tampa did a great job going, well, their quarterback's an O-line. Or I guess – I'm not going to say they're quarterbacks because Driscoll was 17 of 30, 176 yards, a touchdown, and a pick. Rippon was 8 of 9, 53 yards, and an interception. And, you know, I look at all of this shit and I go, I'm pretty sure the Buccaneers pressured and blitzed on like 75% of pass plays because yeah. there was times, um, but then again, there was times where it was like a three man rush and all three men were hitting the quarterback. And <laughs> yeah, all right. of our alignment are standing. Going like, wait, did we snap the ball yet? And we're like, hey, dickheads, your quarterback just died. <laughs> and now we go from second and one to third and 14. Right. And then we're like, well, let's do a three-yard pass. <laughs> and then we're like, punt, punt team. Let's punt again. Yeah, dude, we're it's just punting. bad. I, like, and it, if we lose to the Jets on Thursday night, like, it's time to just throw in the towel on the season because that is just going to be abysmal. Right, like, but who do we tank for? Or we're not going to take Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, I don't know. Hope like, that is I, I is just, there a middle linebacker that runs like a four two? <laughs> that's two fifty covers tight ends. Because if there is, let's tank for him. I don't care what we have to get rid of. Get rid of Garrett Bowles. Get rid of I would like our to entire offensive of line. Get rid of Josie Jewell. Get rid. Get rid of everybody. I don't care. Yeah. Just give me one player that can make a difference and make us go five hundred for a season. Yeah. So I can have a glimmer of hope. The fact that we're now on pace, so we've been under 500 now for what three seasons in a row, and we're on already on pace for our fourth season in a row, I think. So we were eight and eight the year after the Super Bowl, which would have been 2016. So that's right at 500. And after that, we haven't had a winning record. Yeah, and we're not on pace and, to have. And one eight and eight's not a winning record. <laughs> right. So like the best we can hope for is like an eight and eight season, which is just so ugh, you know. Which Honestly, I, I'm always giving her mom shit because she's a Cowboys fan, and I'm like, dude, you know, they're, they, they're the kings of eight. They're and eight. the kings oh of God. eight and eight. Since my entire life watching football, like most of my adult life watching Cowboys football, they're fucking eight and eight every fucking year. Which <laughs> but, every year, but I some years eight and eight in that division is good enough to win the division. Right? Like, oh, you won the tiebreaker. Yeah. It's like you're fucking eight and eight. It's like I don't, I don't know what it is. It's like the I, and I feel like for any other team, like if the Browns were going eight and eight every year, Browns fans would be like, "Fuck yeah, dude, we're eight and eight. Thanks, we God. won the Super Bowl. <laughs> this is so great." 
But for the Cowboys, I feel like it's such an underachievement every single year to go it eight is. and eight or just somewhere right around there, like nine and seven or seven and nine or whatever, you know, like, but they always do it every year. It's like they come in with all these expectations and all these good players. And then it's just like, well, and they finished right at 500 again. <laughs> I don't understand. But they're in the playoffs. But they're in the playoffs. Somehow. Yeah, like, I, I don't know. So. That was a crazy game. Speaking of the Cowboys, the Cowboys and Seahawks game. That was a crazy 38 game. 38 to 31. That was a very good game. Yeah. yeah. I liked watching that. So we, um, I think we turned it to that one after maybe watching the Patriots because I don't really know. It's weird. Like with our just, we don't have like the cool NFL package or anything. So we only get like basically two you get, games You get every the three Sunday games or every day. Or three games. Or four yeah. games because the Sunday night game. Yeah. You usually get two either at 11 or, or two yeah, at 225. Like one at 225 or something. Yeah. But yeah. one of them is always the Bronco game. Yeah. Yeah. And then. Which is like, oh great, the Broncos. There's some <laughs> other. I mean, I don't even think I get to watch the Bronco game tomorrow because I don't think I have NFL Network. I, yeah, we won't be able to because we don't have NFL Network. Oh darn. Either, so. Although if they show it on Fox or whatever, because sometimes they do it on sometimes Fox they do it on like or yeah Fox yeah. or CBS or yeah. one of them. But anyway, we were watching um, some of the like kind of the tail end of the Seahawks Cowboys, <laughs> probably like the last I don't know eight minutes of the game or something, yeah, like, something that. like that. And yeah, it was exciting because it's just exciting watching Russell Wilson doing what he's doing. Like the guy's it just is. falling out of control right now. Well, and, and the Cowboys have not played well in the first half of, of any yeah. game, but they're they come out in the second half. And they play really good, but sometimes, you know, like in the Atlanta game, they shouldn't have ever won that, but they came out and their offense played like their lives depended on it, and yeah. they came back and won. Seahawks game, they had a chance, but, you know, it fell short. Yeah, well... But, but they had a chance. That's the thing. They had a, It wasn't like a 90-yard Hail Mary. It was... Yeah. You know, Prescott, I don't know how he stayed alive on that Oh, play. that last one. Yeah, it was Where crazy. he put his hand. Yeah. I'm sitting there going, that should have been the same. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I stayed alive. Well, that game was making me nervous, too, because I'm sitting there watching it. And, like, I had a lead on Dean going into that game. And it's, like, the last game of the weekend other than the Sunday night game. I'm like, okay, I just need to get through this game. And, like, I got a comfortable lead. I think with our players going into the Sunday night game, I was like, I'm, I think I'm going to be in good shape. And then I'm sitting there, and fucking Dak Prescott is just, like, Throwing for an insane amount of yards. He fit, he was 37. He threw the ball 57 times. He was 37 of 57, 472 yards and three touchdowns. And I'm like, stop. Like, at, literally at the end, like, when he stayed up on that scramble play and chucked into the end zone, I'm like, I swear to God, if he gets another touchdown here, I'm going to fucking lose my mind. Yelling, like, Dean's going to literally, I'm like, literally, like, stop throwing touchdowns. I'm like, Dean's going to fucking beat me with one guy. And finally, the game ended. And I'm like, mercifully, it's over. Oh, my God. It was stressing me out. Facts. Yeah. So, by the way, if you hear the screeching and, you know, howling in the background, my dog just had surgery, so she's in her crate. She's not too happy, but you know what? It's for the better for the podcast. It's better than her running around with the cone on her head slamming into slamming the table we're trying to record at. Yeah. So. Or slamming into me. That's why we got to just get our podcast studio, man, and then we'll just, we won't have any of those distractions. Soundproof walls and shit. No puppies running around. All right, well, I guess we really got to market this shit. <laughs> 304 downloads, not going to get us there. Any other stuff you guys want to cover about the NFL from the games from this past weekend or stuff that's coming up this next week? I mean, we got a dumpster fire with the Broncos Jets tomorrow. I, I want to let me see. Honestly, I... the Jaguars Bengals, I'm going with the Bengals, and so are the odds makers. They have them as a three point favorite. I am so nervous for the. Flipping Patriot Kansas City game. Ooh, that'll be a good game. It's gonna I want, be I want to so watch good, but oh my gosh, I'm gonna be stressing that game because not only do I obviously 
root for the Patriots because best team in football. But I have Patrick Mahomes as my quarterback. So And you're gonna want him to score fifty exactly. fantasy points, but also not But don't win the game. <laughs> not win the but game. But not score fifty fantasy yeah. points. Yeah. That's the beauty of this game that we play called fantasy football is like you'll be sitting there going throw for 450 yards and three touchdowns but lose the game <laughs> your one interception yeah. I'll take the minus two yeah. points yeah. can be at the very end of the game yeah, at the to very solidify end. Yeah. the win that exactly no okay so while I see this going back to what I said about Tom Brady Oh, oh yeah. I so, wanted to talk about Tom. I wanted to talk about this before the season started because now that there's been three games, people are going to be like, oh, well, you've had a sample of it. Tom Brady, and I think we're seeing this with Cam Newton. Bill Belichick is arguably the greatest coach in the NFL. He is. And, um, yeah, I would say he is the best coach in the NFL. Yeah. And when you take Tom Brady out of there, I, you know, like I said, I wanted to say this before the season. I don't know why I didn't. But I wanted to compare Cam Newton and Tom Brady's season, how they adjusted. Cam Newton is playing very, very well. Which I'm and, so happy And to the see. Patriots' yeah, offense good. is playing like they didn't lose Tom Brady. And then you have Tampa Bay, who I'm sitting here going, Tom Brady's got the best weapons he's ever had. Yeah. But he's 43. I'm sorry. Please keep going. But I'm age, sorry. Age is just a number. You. You know, and and he's kept his body pretty healthy for for the most part in the past five plus years. So what's the point? You're so trying to so make? my point is, did Bill Belichick make Tom Brady? Mm. That's that's my point in in coming out and saying, depend. And it's hard to say now because we've had a sample size. But if Tom Brady comes in, has the best weapons he's arguably ever had. And doesn't get the job done. And that defense in Tampa is playing top-notch defensive football. And I'm not just saying that from watching them play a lousy Broncos offense. But when you watch them play a lousy team, they made the Broncos look even lousier. They made the Broncos look like a Division Three offense. I mean, Brady's had a couple of games where he's actually looked pretty solid. That first game that they played, he, he didn't have a very good game, but... He's looked pretty solid, and he looked pretty solid against the Broncos too. Um, I to to go to the Patriots talk of like the Bill Belichick Tom Brady thing. It was definitely a mutually beneficial relationship. I mean, Bill Belichick benefited from the fact that Tom Brady's the best quarterback to ever play the game, and Tom Brady benefited from the fact that Bill Belichick is the best coach to ever coach the game. Right. So my, my I, point. It's, would... I think it's hard now to take. Brady out of the Patriots, put him on the Buccaneers and be like, well, let's see what he does now without Bill Belichick. It's like he's 43 years old. Bill Belichick could be 90 and still coach at the same level. You know, like nothing, it has nothing to do with his physical gifts. Right, but like the game just, changes. And if he can't adapt himself to change, like coaching styles, the Broncos got so stuck in this, we're going to run play action pass, you know, ground and pound under center. Whereas you got 90% of the NFLs in this West Coast-style offense where it's spread and go, you know, if you can't adapt to the NFL, you're not going to win. But he's clearly proven that he can adapt. Yeah. And that... I'm not worried about Bill Belichick adapting. And you see that with, like, Cam Newton over the past three games, that Bill Belichick, I mean, if you're coachable, (sighs) he's going to make you one of the top players Ever. And I feel like you're almost comparing apples and oranges when you're saying, okay, does 
is Brady who he is without Bill Belichick, whatever, it would be one of those things if he was 25, 26, 27, and then you take him out of the Patriots and put him on the Buccaneers. Then I feel like you really can compare, all right, well, Brady made him, I'm sorry, uh, Belichick made Brady kind of who he is, but now you're taking a 43-year-old Brady and now putting him on a team that isn't his team. I mean, the Patriots, he ran for 20 years. Now you're putting him on a team that he has to adapt to it, and he's 43. Age is a number when it comes to football. Yeah, but the the matter, the, the argument here, it's not an argument saying Tom Brady's not a good quarterback. That's not oh, what I'm yeah. arguing. I'm arguing to say how much did Bill Belichick have a influence on Tom Brady's, you know, production on I'm, the success of the Patriots compared to like Bruce Arians is a great coach. I'm not I'm not sitting here saying, you know, Tom Brady's bad, Bill Belichick's bad. I'm sitting here saying what's going to be the difference between Bill Belichick and Bruce Arians? Tom Brady last year was a year younger. Okay, at 43 and 42, there's really no big difference there, right? Yeah. You know, Tom Brady didn't have the best year last year. He's looking so far to be having a much better year already. But is it because he's in a better system? Is it because he has better... It's just, I'm saying, you know, did Bill Belichick make Tom Brady better? Or did Tom Brady himself make the Patriots better? Peyton Manning came to the Broncos and made the Broncos better. We didn't have a fucking coach to make the Broncos better. Yeah. Peyton Manning was coach. I mean, like we I said, I paid him I John Fox's salary to come yeah. fucking Denver. I don't think it's one or the other. I think it's both. Like, I think Tom Brady made Bill Belichick and Bill Belichick made Tom Brady. I think it's just the perfect storm of those two guys being in the right place at the right time, building a franchise <laughs> like that over the course of two decades. And Bill Belichick, you know, being one of the best coaches in the history of football had the benefit of getting Brady in his prime for two, you know, for 15, 16 years or whatever. I mean, he played there for 20 years. Not all of it was in his prime, but like he had, who's going to go down as being like basically the best quarterback to ever play the game for two decades. And also Joe Montana, conversely, Tom Brady had basically, who's going to go down as if not the best, one of the best coaches of all time for 20 years. Like they won six Super Bowls together. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think, you win six Super Bowls if you're just an average coach with Tom Brady. And I don't think you win six Super Bowls if you're just an average quarterback with a great coach in Bill Belichick. You know, I think it's like it's mutually beneficial. I don't I don't think you're ever gonna be able to like parse out who was more important to that than the other. Well, yeah, you know? I mean well people sit there and be like, well, of course the player's more important. But if you're not put in a position to succeed, you're gonna be a dog shit player no matter how right. talented you are. I think Bill Belichick's one of the like what presses what impresses me about Bill Belichick is the fact that he's able to just plug and play whoever he has on the lineup for that week into a situation like it doesn't matter with their running back situation if you've watched over the past six seasons they haven't had a running back it's like a it's a running back by committee thing where they have like three guys they're cycling in and out he'll run some of them out as like like slot receivers and stuff and he'll do all this kind of stuff one of them's a power running back one of them just catches passes out of the backfield. But, like, if one of them gets hurt and he's been getting most of the carries throughout the year, he's like, fuck it. I'll just – whoever's next, whoever's up, whoever's right, healthy. they have a next man He just mentality. plugs him into the system, and, like, the Patriots don't lose a beat. That's what has happened for, like, the past six or seven years. 
And I think that's what impresses me so much about Bill Belichick is like, it doesn't matter if he has Tom Brady behind center or a Cam Newton who's maybe slightly over the hill. He's just plugging him into his scheme and his system, and like they're going to play winning football every week. You know what I mean? Like they're going to lose some games. They're not, this is not the best, like by far the best Patriots team we've ever seen in the past two decades, but I think they're going to be pretty good. And I think Cam Newton has already shown that he's going to fit well in that system. I was more stoked than like anyone to see, and I'm not even a Patriots fan, to see Cam Newton go there because I'm, I'm like, so excited. this is a guy who still has. He's a pretty lot much left in, in the prime. tank. Yeah, he's, he has a lot left in the tank, and the whole league had just given up on him. <laughs> and Bill Belichick and the Patriots paid like a million bucks for this guy who won the MVP five seasons ago. And it's going to be like, I'm just going to fucking, like, these guys are crazy for leaving this dude out. I'm going to plug him into my system. And like, I have a fucking, a guy, I'm, okay, we lost Tom Brady, who's going to be this Hall of Fame quarterback, and we just replace him with Cam Newton. It's not like it's some fucking bum who they like drafted well, two seasons ago, but, you know, whatever. But think, like, of, think of Drew Bledsoe. He got replaced by some bum, six-round draft pick. Okay, yeah, but like Tom Brady's the only person who's ever gotten drafted that low who's like had this level of success. So I feel like this Trevor conversation. Simeon. Trevor Simeon's won six Super Bowls. <laughs> <laughs> He's won. I don't. Was he on the Broncos? In 2015? I don't. I don't. Maybe know. on the practice squad. Wasn't Paxton Lynch on? Wasn't he our backup that Osweiler year? Osweiler was our backup. Oh, because Osweiler, Osweiler came Osweiler. in and I think went five and one or six. I and forgot one as a because starter. the Broncos have had forty-two different starting quarterbacks in the last five fucking seasons. Yeah, like last week. It's infuriating. Anyway, and we're, we have another one this week. So yeah, we have a new again. starting quarterback. We, we've turned into the new Browns. We're the and new version of the Browns. If he doesn't do well oh, and Locke doesn't come back we might have blake bortles start for us next week good old bortles so fuck it broncos go out there sign what are we we'll have 12 more games after this so after sign 11 more quarterbacks let's make nfl history to have fucking well it would be what if we'd have 14 starters this year have 14 fucking qb starts this year we'll see which one's the best whoever wins you know if you win one game maybe you get to start the next game but maybe we'll start someone else for one snap and then you come in just to make history you know what i want to you know who i want to see us bring back who i was like bummed he got tim tebow got kicked off the team no is uh mr irrelevant from a couple years ago the guy got, oh uh kelly chad kelly bring back chad kelly dude fuck it that dude chad, chad kelly's in jail <laughs> what is Chad Kelly doing? I think he's on the Colts practice squad. Oh, okay. He's in the league. Let's get him. Let's sign him. <laughs> Bring him in. Dude, he played good. I thought he, he, I thought he did too. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm only half joking. Like, he's actually pretty fucking Dude, good. You know what? People can't break into houses, guys. Everyone's just like, oh, he stumbled into someone's house drunk one night, so obviously he can't play football ever. Again. I mean, is it technically breaking in when the door was unlocked? Yeah, that whole thing to me is like, don't overreact. Like, tell the drunk guy to get out of your house and go back to bed. Like, what are we doing? Oh, but... But this drunk guy also makes however many millions of dollars. You well, know not millions. Is. He was Mr. Irrelevant. Oh, He's making me. hundreds of thousands, million, probably. Yeah. yeah. Excuse me. Tough life. You have yeah. this really tough life. idol that's now broken into your house. You might as well get some 15 minutes of fame out of that. I don't know why he got punished so hard. I mean, yeah, just worst seemed, things that could have happened. Yeah, it but. seemed to me like it was like a, okay, yeah, that's not great. It's not a great look, but like also... It, he could have done a lot worse. Like, I mean, what are we, what are we talking Miles about Garrett tried to kill Mason Rudolph on the with football his, with his field on with national television. millions yeah. plus watching. Plaxico like, Burris shot himself in a club with his own gun. Still like, got to come back. Weirder shit has happened with players in the NFL. Yes. You know? Instead of just walking into a house because you're so trash, you don't remember where you are. Right. 
Like, I mean, oops, sorry, wrong house. I'll leave you alone. I mean, Bye. it's better. <laughs> honestly, if you think about it, it's better he stumbled into their house than got into his car. Yeah, exactly. That's like what happened in uh, the movie The Way Back with uh, Ben Affleck. Oh, he, yes. he does that. He does that. If you've ever seen that movie, he he's like an alcoholic. He stumbles into. Dude, he's an alcoholic in real life. Yeah, that's why it was a perfect role for him. He's <laughs> like, wait, I get to crush fucking beer and act like I'm a basketball coach? Fucking sign me up. When do we? Oh, that's shooting? that movie. Okay, I want to yeah, watch yeah. that movie. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Sorry, that was a distraction. It related. It related, babe. I don't always talk about movies for no reason. It related to what we were talking about. Well, speaking of sports movies. Oh, Jesus. So, I watched radio last night. are going to win against Kansas City, but That'll be, Patrick Mahomes is going to throw at least... Three touchdowns. The Patriots I'm thinking he will lose by will, double yeah. digits to the Chiefs. That's going to be oh, the. Geez. That's like one of the games of the weekend that I want to. I want to tune so in. So excited! It should be the game of the week. It, I think that's why. Be I think that's why it was flexed to two twenty five. Yes. But Chiefs are going to win by double digits. Broncos are going to win tomorrow three to two. <laughs> <laughs> three to two. The Nuggets are going to trade for Giannis and. Uh, the Avalanche that. are going to sign like eight free agents, and we're. The Broncos are just we're gonna, we're gonna sell them. Yeah, I guess our, um, you know, for Denver sports, we did have the Nuggets go to the Western Conference Finals, so we have that. And the Avalanche went to the semifinals. There you go. So the, it's only the and Broncos who suck. The Rockies suck ass. So All the Rockies. We're gonna suck sell too, them yeah. too for a fucking Kool Aid machine. <laughs> we're gonna fucking trade in the Broncos for a used. Wait, car. who? Uh, real quick before we wrap this up, what are the fantasy matchups next week? I don't know. My whole team's dead, so. I play a Darian next week. I play Brandon. All right, we got so week four coming up. So Dean plays Stevens. Uh, Brandon Rodewald plays you, Matt. Yep, babe, you're right. You play a Darian, and then I play Zach. You know what? We're going to run through this real quick. So I do this thing, the pigs can pick him. I tried to get you to do it with Brandon and I. Brandon and I just do it every year. Just picking the games? You just pick the games. Okay. Super fucking easy. Ooh, I'm ready. Rapid fire. Well, no, so I'm going to tell you my picks, and I'm going to see if I can, if it shows, yeah, so so Broncos, Jets, I pick, I pick the Broncos every year. I know I'm going to get five or six right. I just, you know, I, they're my team. I'm never going to root against the I Broncos. I do hope, I mean, I'm, I'm, have a, I have strong-ish faith that we'll beat the Jets. If we don't beat the Jets, all hope is lost. But then again, we are I'm the saying. Broncos. Yeah. Okay, so 76.33% pick the Broncos to beat the Jets. In the Bears Colts matchup, fifty six point four two percent pick the Bears. Jaguars Bengals, sixty four point one six percent pick the Bengals to win. Hmm. Cowboys Browns, eighty five point six two percent for the Cowboys. Saints Lions is ninety one point five zero percent for the Saints. Steelers Titans is sixty five point one two percent for the Steelers. Seahawks Dolphins. Is ninety seven point one seven percent for the Seahawks. That makes sense. Uh, Vikings Texans another zero and three matchup. Seventy six point seven seven percent for the Texans. Cardinals Panthers is an eighty nine point seven percent for the Cardinals. Oh wow! The Buccaneers Chargers is ninety three point two two percent for the Buccaneers. The Ravens. Washington football team is 97.93%. That means 2.07% of people that do this pigskin pick them pick the Washington football team. Just let that sink in. <laughs> the Rams over the Giants is 98.09%, which I think is the highest. The Bills over the Raiders, 
is 74.47%. The Chiefs over the Patriots is 92.20%. Wow, that seems strong. I mean, the Chiefs are really good, but that seems strong. (laughs) The 49ers over the Eagles is 89.80%. Wow. And the Packers over the Falcons is 95.46%, with a 99.99% chance that the Falcons blow a lead. <laughs> the Packers are looking really here good first. so far this year. Through their offense, without Devontae Adams, is surprisingly super productive. Yeah, they're looking good. Last year, they weren't good at all. This is the Aaron Rodgers I wanted two years ago when I had him in fantasy, but he decided to throw for like 100 yards and one touchdown every game the entire well, fucking when, year. When Devontae Adams dropped 57 week one, I was like, all right, we're off to a good note. And they're like, oh, his hamstring's a little sore. And I'm like, oh, I'll just go fuck myself. They're like, yeah, that's good. And on other notes, the Lakers are up 69-51. Oh, yeah, NBA Finals oh, damn. going on right now. Well, but that's about all I had for fantasy slash NFL stuff. Yeah, so thanks, Taya, for, for joining us. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Thanks for, for coming on the podcast, me. babe. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Do you want to come on next time when we talk about movies? Depends on what movies you guys are talking about. <laughs> Good ones. Actually, I think our next episode, and Zach, you know, it's still not planned, so don't take my word for it. But Zach and I did talk about talking about the ocean. Yeah. So... If that might be one of me, our episodes. I will possibly join. <laughs> you better come with some research, yeah, though. We're like researching. I expect you to blow our minds. I got you. I got you. And if this. it's the same shit that Zach says, no, no more invites. <laughs> we're not sharing. We're not sharing fun facts. You better bring your own fun facts. <laughs> so I think that'd be a, a, our next. Yeah, hopefully, off the sports topic episode is going to be like the ocean, yeah. or maybe jump back to movies or. We got a lot of ideas. But then again, for all of our beautiful listeners out there, please feel free to drop a comment or a like or anything on, you know, any of the sites. Give us ratings if you can write a review somewhere, you know, throw out a topic you want us to talk about, like Zach and I have said before. We'll talk about anything except politics because no one gives a fuck about politics. It's just a bunch of stupid bullshit. So, you know, we're here to be fun and and enjoy, you know, enjoying recording instead of trying to kill each other so yeah you know and if we are going to kill each other it's going to be about patriots and broncos yes or trying to trade for a quarterback we're not going to get into that though (laughs) the dog finally quiet down it's been well documented in our last episode everybody's been cordial here you know no cords around the neck yet this has been very cordial yeah no threats yet we can be civil sometimes I didn't talk trash about the Broncos. I mean, it's only because we've known each other for fucking 21 years. I know. 21 years, people. 21 years. Never wanted to kill someone someone, someone so bad in my life. Just think. You've known me longer. I'm your closest friend. (laughs) (laughs) I am your closest friend. You've known me the longest. I don't know if I'd say my closest friend. Sam, step aside. I'm the best man. Uh, I love how how Matt, you can just see the wheels turning. He's like, you've known me longer. And he's like, I'm your best friend. (laughs) (laughs) Best friend. Ty's like, yeah, we'll go with that. Mm -hmm. You hit it first. We have it recorded. (laughs) We have it live. That's all we need. Proof forever. Lauren, sorry. Anyway, thanks for being such a loyal yeah. listener, babe, and thanks for being a special guest on the podcast. We'll have to get Lauren on here too. And I was spitballing a little bit with Taya about what we could cover with 
the girls because I don't think Lauren's going to want to talk football this much. And she's uh, not smart enough to. Yes, she is. <laughs> Lauren, we love you if you're out there listening. Um, but yeah, we have some ideas on what we could talk about, so we'll, we'll get we'll try and get that fired up sometime soon as well. So. Well, thank you guys so much for having me. I had a blast. Yeah. Well, like I said, just remember this moment when years from now <laughs> we're in a Joe Rogan level studio and you get to come on and be like this is episode 1565 and it's and us and elon episode. musk talking <laughs> oh, about neuralink technology <laughs> all right i'm i'm your biggest supporter like you said <laughs> she's gonna be sitting behind like a two-way mirror while we're recording with like all of her favorite people like drool coming out like tom brady's sitting here with like gronkowski yeah we'll have we gotta have dude if we ever blow up we gotta get gronk on the podcast oh, how great would that be please oh That'd i would be love it we have to have a studio for that, though. Yeah. Gronk can't come sit on your, in your if, living room. If we're big enough that we have Gronk on our podcast, and I still live in this place... <laughs> Dude, you can just do it like Mark Marin does. He's, he has one of the biggest podcasts in the world. It's in his garage. He's just been doing it out of his garage for, like, years. Yeah, but I don't have a garage. True, but you do have a kitchen table. <laughs> you do have a kitchen table. That is true. <laughs> that Gronk probably wouldn't fit behind because my kitchen's super small. <laughs> anyway, let's wrap this up. We're Anyways, wrestling. we uh, uh, love the support. Uh, we, uh, you know, want to thank everyone that listens and tunes in to, a- you know, any episode. And, uh, yeah, we look forward to bringing you some more good content. So, uh, everyone enjoy, whether you're listening in the morning, the evening, or the night, or, or at <laughs> lunchtime. You know, just have a good day. <laughs> yep. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody.